All right, ready for your questions. Do you like having these FCS opponents maybe to break up the November schedule, or what's your kind of feeling of where they fall? I don't do the scheduling, so I just get the guys ready to play every week, and uh, the goal is to match the expectations that our fans and our players have for for themselves. So that's what that's why I try to get done. So we, really, we just uh, another week for us to practice and get ready and to try to be at our best this weekend. What are your expectations for Zach in terms of his availability this weekend? Yeah, if he's if he's cleared to go, then then let's go. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I think that. Uh, um, Baylor's done done some good things, but uh, I'll leave it up to A. Rod and Grimes and those guys to figure out, uh, you know, which gives us the best chance for for victory. And would he go back to the start, starting role immediately, or or is that A. Rod's decision? I guess we have to kind of see how he progresses, you know, and and, and how that how everything's healing up. So uh, hard to to gauge that right now. Probably no more after practice, and no more a little bit as we go from day to day. Um, I know that Zach made a lot of improvement from say Thursday to Saturday so uh, we'll see how much improvement went from Saturday to today and and go from there the senior class getting ready for their final home game a lot of them were part of the you know the group that came in before you took over as head coach and so in some ways you had to recruit them as far as to what you wanted to do in developing the program what do you remember just as you went through that transition with now these guys that are, are getting ready for their last home game yeah, I've, I mean, we've, we've been able to work a lot together in the last few years, you know, being able to establish the culture and and uh, working really hard on getting those guys um, uh, feedback. And, and, and um, you know, I think they seen the leadership that the guys have gone through. I mean, I, I look at the guy like Diane Gongwoloku, who, who wouldn't say a word when I first got here. He just, That was just his style. Now he's a uh, vocal leader for us and, and uh, I think that happens naturally but it's just really cool to see him find his voice and his place as a leader on the team and you know have the guys really start to follow him they, they were doing that uh, a year ago you know so guys like him and others that, that have stepped up and the quiet leaders like Talon Shumway and others that are, have done some really good things for us it's just it's just uh, been a lot of fun it went by really quick and uh, I know they put a lot of hard work into establishing the team that 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 we are right now, and looking forward to, to seeing what they've done in the future. You know, the, the, their hard work and sacrifice for the for the future of this program. So, uh, this week will be focused on those the seniors and sending them out the right way. And uh, having you remember your last game, your senior year, I, I remember mine. And so, these guys will remember it and want to make sure they have good memories of it. You mentioned Diane. He went back to cornerback in that second half to take mm-hmm. on uh, Gandy Golden. Will that be a permanent thing, you think, or is he going to go back to safety moving forward? Um, I don't know yet because we have to figure some things out. Charlie Warner and Chris Wilcox will be playing this week, so we've got to figure out our depth chart and, and our rotation and seeing how the guys. You mentioned stuff about Zach earlier. The same goes for Chris and Troy. You know, guys that have have experience starting for us. We'll, we'll kind of. Uh, kind of look at what our depth chart will look like and, and trying to get the best 11 on the field. So that even means defensive backs. So uh, Diane will do whatever it takes. He, you know, we moved him right in the middle of a, of, of a drive. And once we moved him over the corner, he, he was ready for it. And I thought, thought he performed really well. So uh, luckily we have guys that can swing and, and go uh, at corner or safety. Troy's one of those guys. Bo Tanner's another. And, um, you know, we have a, I think we have some, some flexibility there and trying to get the best best two deep the best uh, 11 on the field
You mentioned senior day, obviously, but how important, how much of an emphasis is it this week trying to get to that six-win mark and that bowl-eligible mark for you guys? No, all the, all the energy is focused on getting the win for the seniors and, and their last game in, in, in Lavelle Stadium. So we're not even worried about that other stuff. Just trying to go 1-0 and this week and when do it for the seniors. When you were recruiting Blake Freeland, did you see him as an offensive lineman? I know it's been you know, mm. a lot's been made of playing quarterback and all that. Or saw him as a lot of different things. We thought maybe D end or even tight end for his freshman year and see how he grows and how he progresses. And and uh, we knew he was really strong. You know, when he got here, he was on a mission right after basketball ended for him in high school. He was on a mission to gain weight and get bigger and stronger. And uh, that guy in the la in, in the two months leading up to the season and I was really impressed with how strong he got and how much size he was able to put on and um, the, the guy's an animal so I'm just really glad that, that uh, he's able to produce for us and do really well as a true freshman starting at that at tackle which is hard in this game and especially considering the, the move that he's made and, not, and still really being relatively new to the position so uh, I think uh, you know, like I said before Mateos and, and Grimes are doing a great job getting him ready and Blake is he comes from from uh, you know, good genes, so that that should work for for. We, we saw after the game on Saturday the interaction with you and Micah. What does he mean to you, just as you know, personally as well as you know, just the what he means to this team? Oh, they're all my guys, man, and and the relationships that I still have relationships with my uh, former players that I've coached you know, to this day, and all the way back from my Eastern Arizona days, you know. So uh, I want those guys to know that that that. And it's not just me, but the, I think that's what football does for you. These uh, these young men, it's cool to see them get older and, and um, you know, and eventually settle down, find jobs, and become great men in the community and great husbands and fathers. And and then I get to recruit their boys. And so you know, and so that's how it works. And, and uh, getting to that point now where I'm starting to see some of the, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting my teammates' kids, so that's making me feel old now. The next step is to recruit my players' kids. So that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> you mentioned recruiting about a month or so out till early, early signing day. Do you mm-hmm. expect to sign a, a full 25-man class this year? I don't know. I mean, we have a really young team still, and we return a lot of guys. And so uh, that, in connection with the return missionaries that are, are coming home, um, trying to find the best time to, to slot them in, whether it's January or in May or even later on after the summer. And seeing where how they progress from coming home from their mission, so everything's so um, it's just it's it's kind of really specific to who the the individual is and the timing of it all. So uh, we'll see we'll, that, and then you look at some of the the, um, the preferred walk-ons and walk-ons on the team that have deserved scholarships. I think you have to do the right thing, and that's recruit from within first, and then look uh, you know elsewhere. I think can't take those guys for granted. The guys that have put more energy and more sacrifice to being here and so I think it's important that we recruit from the team first. You mentioned that you don't deal with recruiting on a day-to-day basis but when it comes to these FCS games would you rather have a regional opponent like an Idaho State versus somebody from clear across the country coming in here? It doesn't really matter who we play you know I, I, I like I like being able to just be with the team and be on the field and, and um you know, whether we're on the road in, in, in the East Coast time zone, we'll have fans there, and so and and being at home is important. But this week, it just um, you know we have I have connections to guys on the on a lot of coaching staffs, and uh, th- this is no different. You know, looking at at Idaho State, they 
you know, a couple guys on the staff that I know really well. And Lee Talamayval is coaching there. He's a former player of mine. And, and Cam Yancey's coaching there, a former player of mine. And then, you know, you look at guys like um, CE. Um, I think everyone calls him David Fifi. We call him CE. So I call him by his nickname so everybody knows that, how close he is to me. So that, you know, there are a bunch of good coaches there. We have former players that I've coached. Jay Irvine's a corner that I coached that helped recruit. And uh, Kainoa Fuyafa is over there too. So this is a – it's cool that there's connections and that there's a – we're familiar with a lot of guys on their staff. But really when it comes down to football, we just want to play at our best and make sure that our guys are ready to roll. And this the, the focus of this week is that this is the seniors' last game at home. What else can you tell us about Idaho State on the field? Well, you know, they put up they put up a lot of yards. Even last week, I think, you know, they only had five points or whatever against Eastern Washington. Um, but – uh, they had a lot of yards still, so they averaged uh, about 160 in the run game and and 240 yards in the passing game. So that that's uh, 400 401 yards of average per game. And so uh, last year, I, mean, I know that they were putting up a lot of points, a lot of stats. And so the, the you know their coaches are really uh, real experienced, so they have that connection to Missoula, to Montana, and things like that. So uh, I, for us. We're going to respect every opponent that we go against, but this week we've got to be really focused on the things that we need to improve on and, and make sure that we're playing at our best and doing it for the seniors. What do you remember about your senior day? Yeah, I remember Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That was the first game in, in Lavelle Edwards Stadium when it was given that name. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. It was a special, special moment. And I think it took a lot of people by surprise, including myself, and I was really honored that, that we were to get that win and play that game. It was a lot of fun. What areas do you see Kyrus making the, the biggest improvements this year compared to previous seasons? Well, I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize that Kyrus is still raw. I mean, he's he's uh, and that's you hear a lot of scouts talking about that, but the the ability that he has and the speed and the athleticism for a big guy um, is it's uh, that that's that's unique to him, you know. And so, and he's really strong, powerful, but uh, I think he's still. He's still got a lot more things to, to get better at, and, but the the hard things he, he he's pretty natural at being physical and and being able to move and run. So, um, yeah, I just I love seeing his progression. This is really only his third third year ever playing D line, so uh, the, really the sky's the limit potential wise. He's got a high ceiling. You bring up the scouts, though. I mean, do you expect this to potentially be his last home game, or you know, having a decision after this season? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. You know, if, if if so, great. But right now, focused on the actual seniors, you know, and and then uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, decision making process and all that with the, with the underclassmen will always be what's best for the players and and what gives them the most uh, opportunity to have success. You know, so uh, if it, if it's going on to the league, then I'll be happy for them and, and happy for those that make that decision. But uh, that that time will come towards the end of the year. What feedback do you get from scouts on him? A lot. I mean, get great feedback about all our players, you know, from especially starting with our seniors and uh, from all our skill guys that are graduating, our receivers and our tight ends. And and um, they, they like the guys that we have. We're looking at our at our, D, our DBs, you know. And so uh, around this time is where our, our players start getting attention and we'll start seeing. But that's part of, that's part of uh, you know, graduating and being upperclassmen is that you start thinking about what's uh, what's you know ahead of us, and for us as a team, as a program, right now, we're focused completely on this on the goals, which is to win this week and to go one and zero this week and and win for the seniors. So 
all that stuff is just kind of in the background, just like um, you know, a lot of other things that goes on in their life right now. Football is all that matters for our guys. Last couple questions. This, this note here, you got you've started thirteen freshmen with tied for with Purdue for most in the country. What do you think that says about? Sorry. You can answer that if you want. <laughs> uh, turn that off. What do you think that says about just where your program is at right now and maybe the future? Yeah, I think we, we have some really good freshmen that, that have stepped up and, and, and earned the right to be on the field. And then um, and some others, uh, there's guys that have been kind of forced to be on the field because of the depth chart and injuries and things like that. But uh, it just shows that, that uh, our evaluation is working for these guys. And, and you know, we've seen a lot of guys, I mean, I'll, I'll mention Peyton Wilgar is a guy that doesn't never got a lot of attention coming out of high school. and. That guy's huge, you know, and got great ball skills and has great instincts. He's just one that I'm mentioning out of all the freshmen that Max Tooley was a leading. Uh, he, that guy actually was recruited, you know, but there's a lot of guys that we're evaluating that are playing as freshmen and sophomores that didn't get a lot of a lot of um, attention. And it's the, the, the fact that uh, we're able to develop them a little bit and um, on the, in, in, the, in the weight room and on the field and, and that they're, they're just kind of you know, late bloomers. And so we'll keep taking those guys, and I'm glad we have a coaching staff that can evaluate that because, uh, as you can see, recruiting is not an exact science, but development usually usually works out pretty well for us. What positives have you seen the four-game redshirt role have on your program, and this being year two of that? You know, um, it's actually getting to the point where, because we have such a young team and so many guys are playing, that um, we're not – able to use as many of the red shirts as we, we thought we were going to be able to use and uh, the goal is still to win the game right and so um, I think we get able to plug guys in certain spots but I think you're looking at it when you get to that four game limit we had to decide whether or not George Udo was going to red shirt and we decided to play him we had to decide what to do with Blake Freeland when we get to that four game um, part as well so uh, that gives us some, some discussions and conversations to have but for the most part we just got to play the guys and find ways to win. And you can't just, I mean, I think it probably helps out more in special teams than anything else and helps out with guys that get injured. But for us, it's helping out with Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner being able to come back and play this year. Connie, how important <coughs> you've talked before about, you know, the, you know, talking about, you know, guys going on to live good lives. We talked about the prayer on Saturday, we talked about, you know, the emotion that you showed with the True Blue Heroes and some of those things, the perspective that you bring to the team and to the boys because football is important, but how important is it for them to see that broader perspective that you try and help help them see? Because that can be tough and you know for, for college kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you, it's important to have all the players and recruits and everyone that's involved understand the purpose the, the, of them being here. And football is really important, but it's not the only thing that they were, that we're about. It, it's it's uh, There's a lot of things that we focus on here, and that's big part of it is service and service and charity work and um, you know academics and, and seeing your potential as a human rather than just a football player and so it doesn't um, it doesn't really uh, if you look at it, it doesn't hit on all points with all recruits and that's okay you know but if, if guys are, are thinking of others and want to serve others and while, while using their platform that they have as a football player and seeing that they can make an impact in the world and BYU is a great spot for doing that. And then, and at the end of it, you can ask all these seniors, at the end of their four or five years that they have here, they'll see so much growth in themselves. I mean, that's that's what happens when you serve, you know, and, and we're going to be really big on that. And, and, and I think our guys 
uh, they capture exactly what BYU is all about and, and what our purpose is, and that's um, really helping people out. And, and in return, they get better themselves. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, guys, thank you.